Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Today's guest hails from the birthplace of jazz, New Orleans, Louisiana. He released his debut album in 2011, and so far he's racked up nine Billboard Top 25 hits. And from his 2014 release, Turn It Up, he had a number one hit single that's called Let's Ride. He's played with some of the biggest names in the business, like Kirk Whalum, Rick Braun, and Paul Brown. And we're excited that he's going to be on the bill for our upcoming Fresh Coast Jazz Festival on August 26th in Milwaukee. Please welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz backstage, saxophonist Vandell Andrew. Thanks for coming on today, Vandell. We're good, man. It's our pleasure to have you. It's our pleasure to have you. So I understand from, from reading a little bit about your background that you started playing trumpet at 13, but were turned on to the saxophone by an influential teacher. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I, my mom sent me to this the summer camp that I was totally not interested in at the time. <laughs> I wanted to play basketball that summer. Uh-huh. But uh, I picked the trumpet the first summer. And it, it, honestly, I wasn't, I didn't even have a chance to get good, but I wasn't very good at all. The next summer, that same teacher sat me down, who was a saxophone player. Okay. And the coolest dude in the world, he told me that he felt my embouchure would be better suited on the saxophone. Okay. And I found out later it was it was my mom behind it. She just loved the saxophone. So uh, that was her way to get him to convince me. So you so, got tricked, huh? I got tricked. <laughs> well, it worked out pretty good for you though, huh? It did. It yeah, did. yeah. So I gotta tell you, listen to your music. It's soulful, it's sometimes it's sultry, sometimes it's funky. Like how do you describe your music? It's definitely a combination of everything that I've Taken in and uh-huh. taken in a lot of music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot of music. Your inspiration for your songs, where, where does that inspiration come from? Definitely life. Uh-huh. My family life, mainly. I have two kids, a wife. Okay. A dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and, you know, there's, there's always something that sparks some inspiration while I'm, you know, maybe out playing football with the son or, you know, a day in the park or mm-hmm. anything that... Makes me feel good about life. Yeah. Usually yeah. inspires me. How does that happen? Like, for example, like I was, I was talking to some artists and they say that they can look at something and something can inspire a, a melody in their head or they can think they can have a conversation and words come up and they think, oh, that's an interesting concept. I need to make a song about that. How does that happen for you? It comes in random moments. Okay. You know? Definitely, you know, situations where I could be taking a walk and I look up in the sky and one thought stems, you know, another. Uh-huh. So I may say, I, I love the way the sky looks this morning or something like that. I don't know. It, it's it's magical. Huh. You know, it's, it's definitely yeah. a spiritual thing, I would say. Yeah. It's a better way to put it. It's spiritual. It's something I, I can't explain all the time. Uh-huh. In fact, I'm always like, I feel so gracious that these ideas keep on coming because I, you know, I feel like one day, like, this is going to be the last good one. You know? <laughs> I think you got a long time before you got to worry about that. Do you, do you walk around? I know I used to do this when, when I was writing my thesis in graduate school. I would carry a tape recorder around with me because ideas might just come and I'd have it there and I would say something. And do you do things like that as well? Most definitely. Yeah. I use the, uh, the voice recorder app on my phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
See, I dated myself by saying I carried a tape recorder around with me because obviously you know, I'm so old that I that I didn't have a voice recorder on my phone at the time. <laughs> so, so let's talk about your career evolution and and how you got to where you are today and where you want to see your career going in the future. Tell us tell us about that. At this point, I've gotten some accolades. You know, at the beginning mm-hmm. of your career, you think about those things. You say, I want to win a Grammy. I want yeah. to do this. I want to do that. And at this point, I haven't gotten a Grammy, but, you know, that would be great. But I, at this point, it's, it's just all about me being able to fully express wh- who I am and, you know, my experience. Uh-huh. You know, my, my, my experience uh, as to, like, what I want you to feel when you listen to my music and just feeling my experience from my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, Into the music. yeah. Was there something or a time that caused you to not to say, I'm not worried about chasing Grammys and things like that? Like, was there an experience? Was there something that happened? Was that just part of the evolution? Did it happen once you said, I know I can do this? How did that come about? Because I think most people are chasing something, right? Mm -hmm. I realized, and, you know, I would say this is within the past few years, recent years, I realized that anytime I'm chasing something, you know, whether it's music or not, there's something that does not feel authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm doing something for, when, when that goal in mind is, which, that's all I'm seeing while I'm creating. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't come off as, as authentic. And I realize that the most, the things that have the most impact on me are the things that are the most authentic. Yeah. So. That's cool. And I think that shows up certainly in your music. So, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, we're excited that we're going to have you at our Fresh Coast Jazz Festival in Milwaukee in this summer, in August of 2022. And you're going to be performing with Marcus Adams and PJ Spragans and Merlon Devine. And so, that's going to be a one-of-a-kind thing. And so, can you, we're excited. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys have planned for us? I'm excited. The most important thing is we plan to have fun and, and, and hang on stage, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and these guys are, are people that I know I don't, there's no egos involved. Yeah. You know, so that's one thing I know that I don't have to worry about. Uh-huh. Um, I know that when whenever it's my time to, to, to say whatever I need to say, I'll have the, I'll have the, the space to do that and yeah. we'll all allow each other to do the same. So um, that's why I'm so excited about it. Good, 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 good. And so, I'm a fan of those guys. Merlon and, and, and Marcus, they're amazing saxophone players. Well, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They are, they are really both. They've, I've had them both on the show as well, and they are both fantastic saxophone pay- players. And I've met PJ, and PJ's a really nice, really good dude. And so, yeah, I'm, we're really looking forward to having you guys. Are there artists out there that you haven't? I know you've worked with a lot of big artists before, but are there artists out there that you're like, oh man, I would really love to collaborate with this person or that person or that person? You know, it changes mm-hmm. sometimes depending on what I'm listening to at the moment. I can't say that any any collaborations come to mind at the moment, but there, I mean, there's so many artists that I love that are doing. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a thing where I'm, I'm just waiting for us to cross paths kind of thing. Okay, okay. Who are some of those artists that are at the top of your list right now that you're really digging? Right now, I really dig Thundercat. The mm-hmm. bassist, well, he's beyond bassist, but Thundercat, Terrace Martin. Okay. I've always been a huge fan of his. Alex Isley. 
Amazing, mm-hmm. amazing singer. Robert Glasper. Yeah. Man, it's Kamasi Washington. This is a, a bunch. Yeah. It's a bunch. And yeah. then I, I listen to a bunch of hip hop as well. So okay. Okay. It's a bunch. Cool. So coming from New Orleans, you grew up in New Orleans. And my understanding is that you left New Orleans um, as a result of Hurricane Katrina, correct? Yes. So coming from New Orleans, what about that culture has become a part of you and how you do what you do? I didn't know until I moved to Texas that New Orleans had such a unique culture. Mm -hmm. It was home. Yeah. When I would go other places, people would, you know, maybe say, like, why do you talk like that or something sometimes? But, you know, (laughs) the accent. But I took it for granted, I guess you could say. So I definitely realized that I I had a a very unique musical upbringing. Yeah. I was able to play gigs almost immediately. And not because I wanted to, but that's just kind of part of the culture. Yeah. We have a summer camp. At, at summer camp, we would have a um, performance on Fridays, and our performance would be at a club in the French Quarter, okay. you know, just so we would feel that environment. It would be during the day, of course, but <laughs> definitely a, a unique musical upbringing. I was in a marching band in high school as well, and you know, our director was a working musician, so mm-hmm. we would gig with him at Jazz Fest, things okay. like that. So that's something that I, I appreciate so much and I, I know that i probably wouldn't have gotten that if i grew up you know somewhere else yeah yeah that's a, that's a cool thing about that new orleans flavor i tell you it's a it's a great city i love that city well let's listen to some of your music how about we take a listen to your song melanin this is today's guest vandell andrew with melanin Thank you. 
right, we just heard Vandell Andrew with his song Melanin. And I, I have to say, you know, I, I really, really love that song. And it has a bit of retro jazz vibe to it, It's it, but it's fresh and contemporary. Tell us how that song came to be. Uh, that song came to be, I, at the time, I and I still do work with a producer by the name of Blue Lane. Oh, yeah. Marcus in, in Merlin works with him as well. Yeah, yeah. Coincidentally. <laughs> so... At the time, anytime I was inspired, I would text Luke and I would say, hey, we should make a track, you know, this vibe or this vibe. Okay. And I happened to be listening to something at the time and uh, sent him a link to the song. And Melanin was kind of, you know, the, the, the product of that. Okay. Um, but the, the vibe I wanted was, I didn't want it to feel, I didn't want it to feel like elevator music. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. Wanted to, I, but I didn't want it to be, up tempo, you know. I wanted it to be at a tempo that was cool, and it, it, I think it came across. I think I, I think we put the point across. Yeah, I think you <laughs> I did think too. I mean, it's a real cool sound. I I really really enjoy that song. So I hear a lot of R and B influences in your music too. You just talked about some of the folks that you listen to. Like, was R and B a big part of your influence growing up? And you know, in addition to those. Like, are you kind of a genre agnostic person? You listen to everything, or do you do you listen <laughs> inside of certain genres for the most part? Definitely. So R and B is a huge part of of my upbringing. Indirectly, yeah. I didn't listen to the music. I didn't. Pu- I was never pushing play. It was always my mom. Okay. You know, so my mom would always listen to Anita Baker. She would listen to. Shaka Khan. My yeah. grandfather listened to Al Green all the time. Uh-huh. And I say all the time, all the time. <laughs> My dad listened to Frankie Beverly and Maze. Frankie Beverly and Maze was they they have a huge fan base at war. Yeah. So all my uncles and aunties listened to them. So R and B was just there. It was it was always something I've heard, but it, it wasn't necessarily my choice. Gotcha. In fact, you know, as a kid, I, I probably hated it as a kid. Yeah. So. Huh. But it came to be a vehicle for me to, to be able to share what I do. Yeah. Because of the way that the melodies are constructed. Uh-huh. It just, it felt, it felt right, you know, for me to, I felt like I was singing through my instrument, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's cool. And That's... definitely not, I don't, I don't, uh, these days at least, I don't, I don't like to, uh, I try to be open-minded uh-huh. you know, with genres and stuff like that as well. So. Yeah. That's good. I think that's good, though, because I was talking to somebody the other day and they were making the point that when you do things or explore things outside of your comfort zone, it causes you to get better. Right. And I think that's a, that's mm-hmm. a cool thing that I've noticed in really, really good musicians. Like they're exploring all kinds of different things, which is kind of a neat thing. So do you remember the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio and what that experience was like? First time I heard one of my songs on the radio, I believe I was in a rental car. Huh. In Atlanta, and okay. I was listening to Sirius XM. Okay, so I, I heard it in a in another city, just you know, on vacation. Uh huh. Man, that was that was a trip. I mean, <laughs> and, and that feeling never gets old. Yeah, I still still feel the same way. If I jumped in the car today and I heard, it, I still go crazy. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Now, were you with were you with family? Were you by yourself or? I was with my wife. Okay, okay. And so what, what was that banter like going back and forth? Were you yelling, screaming? That was or? amazing. Yeah, okay. That was amazing. That was amazing. You know what? I, I just thought about it. That was the second time. The first time was not like a, it wasn't so exciting. I okay. Was, the first time I was 
picking up some takeout at a, a Chinese restaurant and the song came on huh. and I told the guy who handed me my food because he was the only person I could talk to. Uh-huh. And he's just like, oh, okay. And I was like, that's my song. That's my song. That's my song playing. He's like, oh, okay, sure. Here's your, here's your fried rice. Here's, yeah, here's your food. See you later, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you had a good makeup for that one with the second time with your wife. So that's a that's that, that's yeah. a good makeup for it. Right. So for you, what would you say are the most rewarding things about being a musician? It's always being able to touch people, mm-hmm. being able to impact people. It's it's a power that is greatly unappreciated. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes abused. But I, I definitely appreciate it. You know, when people when people say things like your music helped me during a time of, you know, insert whatever that time is. Mm-hmm. That's to me, I feel honored that they would even, you know, consider listening to my music during hard times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I you raise a really, really good point. And I've I've heard several artists, I think sometimes people have the misperception with that artists are chasing like you said earlier chasing the grammys chasing the fame or the fortune and all this kind of stuff but i all those things are great there's nothing wrong with those things but i've heard so many artists say the same thing that you just said that there's no better compliment than for somebody to come up to them and to say that their music somehow touched their life and that that's a really really cool thing because that goes back to your point about authenticity right like if you're if you're doing it from a space that's authentic and pure and good, then comments like that really help, really kind of help fuel you going forward, don't they? Definitely, definitely do. Yeah. So let, let's take a listen to another one of your songs. This was, this is, and we want to listen to Euphoria, and this was you with the colleagues. Tell us about your collaboration with the colleagues. So the colleagues is a production team. Mm-hmm. And I met them through Raheem Devon. Okay. They, they they produced a bunch of hits for, for Raheem Devon. And uh, we met through him. And we have been talking about doing joint album for a while now. Okay. The pandemic. <laughs> the yeah. pandemic is, it definitely uh, birthed a lot of uh, projects for me because we had some time. Yeah. Um, so this was toward the end of it. We finally sat down and decided to put something together. Now we're working on a full album. Oh, wow. Fantastic. When is that full album going to come out? Uh, we don't have a date yet. Okay. We don't have a date yet. Okay. Just yet, but it's, it's in the works, though. Sounds good. Well, let's listen to Euphoria by Vandell Andrew and the Colleagues.
right, everybody, you just heard Euphoria by today's guest, Vandell Andrew, with the colleagues. So, Vandell, we do this segment on every show. It's called Bout It or Doubt It, okay? So, if yeah. you're about it, it's something that you like, okay? If you're doubt it, it's something that you're not quite feeling. Can we get you to play? Sure. All right. I started yeah, this body no, by no, If you bout it, get them up. I mean you body body. That I mean you body. body. We say you body body. Uh, I represent. represent. I doubt it. All right. So what we're going to do, Vandell, is we're going to spin the wheel and we're going to get you a category. Then we're going to ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions, okay? Okay. All right, Vandell, your category today is sports. All right. So about it or doubt it. Baseball. Doubt it. Doubt it. Not a baseball fan, huh? No, I'll play baseball, but I won't watch it. Really? So you play but won't watch it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, it, it just, it's, it's so long. It's such a long game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So w- when you play, what position do you play? It's been a while, but okay. Um, I probably would have played the outfield. Okay. Could you hit the ball well? I was decent. You're decent. Okay, okay. See, I kind of had, I was similar. Once I say it was. <laughs> was, right, right, right. See, I, as a kid, I loved baseball. But like you, my interest in baseball waned over the, as I got older. I used to go to games with my dad. I used to, I was, every chance I got to go to a baseball game, I went to a baseball game as a kid. But then the interest just kind of waned. And I think you're right. Like the, the speed of the game is not, you know, it's not what you get used to with some of the other sports. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you one more about it or doubt a question. How about golf? Uh, I wish there was one in between because <laughs> I, I'll, the only reason why I'll say doubt it is because I haven't been golfing. Okay. But it's something that I, I've, I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, I have a neighbor who's very, very, very into golf. He keeps telling me, go ahead and get you a set so you can come out with me next time. So, yeah, yeah. Or maybe I can, I can say about it. I can say about it. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, get a set and go, go try it with him sometime. If you have time. If you enjoy nature, it is really a kind of a cool thing. I just started playing again last summer after about four years of not playing and really, really enjoyed it. I'm not very good at it, right? And golf is one of those, it's, it's kind of tricky. Like, it looks super easy because you're hitting a stationary ball, but it's nowhere near mm-hmm. as easy as it looks. But it is, I, <laughs> I really do enjoy it because it's just a chance to get out in nature and, and enjoy a beautiful day. So, yeah, man. So, so, well, I tell you what, you know, you have to get, you have to get that set and, t- and, and take your neighbor up on it, you know? So, I will. Yeah, I will. yeah, 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 good. So, how do you know when a song is ready to be released to the world? That's a tricky question. Mm-hmm. Because there are times, no, there are not times. It happens almost every time. Mm-hmm. I, I re- every time I release a song, I think about what I could have done. You know, okay. what I could have added. So, yeah. in a sense, the song is never done. Hmm. We play it. In fact, by the time the band learns it, it's already different. And we're okay. playing a different live. I'm already getting different ideas. So, it's technically never done. But when, when I feel like it's done to release, it's just, you know, just certain boxes are checked. But at the end of the day, it, it has to just feel good. It has uh-huh. to just feel, feel good. Okay. Know? Okay. It, it, it shouldn't feel like it's missing something like missing. I look at it like almost like um, an artist would look at a palette of like colors, but I, yeah. I look at it in sound. So like top, like highs, medium or uh, mids and mm-hmm. bottom or the lows. 
And I don't think about those in a in a super theoretical way, but it's it, it's something that's you know it's in my head and yeah. I'm listening for. Yeah, when you're working on music and. Do you keep it pretty close to the vest or are you sharing it with people to say, what do you think about this? Give me some feedback. Like, how does that work for you? At this point, I share it with my family. Uh-huh. And, and there's a few friends who I may who I may send it to if I'm really excited. Yeah. But I don't I don't ask for feedback. It's more of me sharing what I did. Gotcha. People always seem to offer feedback when they see. Well, especially when they see a rough draft in the title, they uh-huh. offer their feedback sometimes. But um, you know, feedback is is uh, something that can it can it can trip you up as yeah. an artist. Yeah, if you you know you allow too much, then you're not sure about what you did. That's a great point. That's a great point. So yeah, I think it's and you know that's something I hear. Like I hear most. I think most artists are pretty mindful of who they share with, right? Because they. They only want to share with people who, like you said, can stay in the lane that you want them to be in. Like, I just want you to listen to it or I do want you to offer feedback. Right. And so but they got to know the kind of feedback to offer. That's a really good point, because you don't want that to like it's hard to offer feedback. People tend generally offer feedback from their filter, not your filter. And you don't want that to be, right. you know, what you pick up on and, and, and cause you to think differently about what you're trying to do. That's a really, really good, good point. So when you're not making music, Vandale, what are the things that you like to do? Music takes up a lot of my time. Yeah, I bet. So I bet when, it does. When I'm not playing music and, you know, doing everything that has to do with, like, being a professional musician, I'm still listening to music. I listen to music a lot. I'm, I'm a big fan of music. Okay. So I buy records, you know, buy vinyl records, and I'm, I'm always trying to find, you know, bootlegs of John Coltrane and New Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. You know, stuff like that. But besides the music thing, you know, I'm a dad, so I'm, you know, I'm at the basketball games. And uh-huh. My daughter does dance, so I'm at the, the dance recitals and all that stuff. And honestly, whatever I can fit in yeah. <laughs> this, these days. Yeah. How much time do you spend practicing? I spend a few hours a day practicing. Yeah. I practice, I practice pretty often. Yeah. And that, I, that comes across. You can tell, you know, you can tell in your music because it just seems like, you know, I was, I was just having a conversation with... I have a 16-year-old daughter, and I made the comment to her that preparedness breeds confidence, right? And so mm-hmm. a lot of times you see people who look like it's super easy to them. People don't understand how much practice time went into making it look like it's super easy, you know? Oh, my God. It, and I don't, I don't practice. I don't feel like I practice enough. Uh-huh. There's things that I spend I, I do long tone sometimes where I'm just playing one note, and they may last for 30 minutes. Yeah, you wow, know? wow. So, so what is something your fans would be surprised to learn about you? A lot of my fans don't don't fully know about my musical taste. You know, they, they hear my music. Yeah. But they don't they don't know what I'm listening to backstage and like on the way to gigs. Uh-huh. I think that's something that people would be surprised about. I mean, it's not something I just Yeah. You know, I don't record videos of me listening to the music or anything. So uh-huh. knows, but it definitely is a source of inspiration for me because it's the Hip hop is the music that the style of music that connected me to music. If gotcha. that makes any sense. That does make sense. Sure it does. So what last gig or last time you were just rolling around, what hip hop were you listening to? Rick Ross. I probably listened to the, the Rick Ross album. Okay. The last the last time I was listening to something. I listened to a lot of Rick Ross, Nipsey Hustle. 
yeah huge inspiration from you know the business side you know to the music that he made one of my all-time favorite rappers is Nas yeah I'm so happy that he, he's still releasing music yeah. to this day that's amazing there's a bunch Kendrick Lamar uh-huh. um, there's a few Texas artists that I listen to Charles okay. Walker uh-huh. um, there's a few there's a few yeah good a list. <laughs> good good that's good though that's good well, let's take a listen to some more of your some more of your music. Let's listen to the song Balance.
That was Vandell Andrew with the song Balance. So do you remember the first concert you went to see Vandell and who it was? Wow. I think my first concert was Carlos Santana. Oh, wow. How was that? <laughs> How Man, that's a, good, that's a good one for a first time out of the blocks. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was, I learned so much uh-huh. as a musician, as a artist, mm-hmm. know, and not just a musical artist, but someone who creates. Yeah. Um, that man is, man, and he looks, he looks so good too. You know, he was old, he's, you know, he's older now, but he's, yeah. he's still moving around and playing the best guitar solos I've heard. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Are there other artists out there that you're like, I've got to see them in concert? Stevie Wonder. Yeah. 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 I have to see Stevie Wonder in concert. Yeah. I hate that I have it all these years. Yeah. Yeah. You won't be disappointed. I've, I've been fortunate enough to see him three times. And, wow. And you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. You know, there's sometimes there's shows that you go to where I've been to a couple of shows in my life where I was like, eh, I didn't really want to go. And then I got there and I was like, oh, my God, this is this is really, really good. Like I, many years ago, I remember going to see the rock band. Yes. And got there and I was mesmerized at at the musicianship of those guys. Right. And wow. Stevie is one of those where it's just like the total opposite, where you go in expecting so much. Right. And every time I've gone, he's delivered more than what I've even expected, man. So you, ah, you, you get your chance to go. You make sure you do that. You make sure you do that, man. So when you go to a show, though, do you do you get to many shows now? Do you get a chance to go to see other artists perform now? Every once in a while, I do. OK, OK. Are you able to enjoy the shows or are you are you analyzing and thinking about uh, I like how they do that or maybe that's something I should incorporate or. I do. I, I analyze, but I've, I've I'm such a big fan of music that just takes over. Yeah. So. Even, you know, even while I'm analyzing, I'm kind of analyzing perspective. Okay. Um, which gives me, you know, I have two perspectives when I, when I want to watch. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So I have a couple questions I'd love to ask all of our guests, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to throw those questions at you, okay? So your, okay. tell us your, your three favorite albums of all time. I Love Supreme by mm. John Coltrane. Mm-hmm. I would say Mama's Gun. By Erica Badu. Okay, yeah. And To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, cool. Cool. Those are all good ones. Those are all really, really good ones. All right. Then another question I have for you is, you're having a dinner party. You can invite, invite any three people, living or deceased. Who's coming to Vandell Andrews' dinner party and what's on the menu? Is it, is it a limit? And how many people I can... We normally say three. Who are your top oh. three? <laughs> I'd say, gotta say Prince. Yeah. I have to say Prince. Yeah. Because Prince embodies so much. And he's like the dude who inspires all the other dudes that yeah. I look up to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a so great point. I have to great way to put it. Jay Dilla. Okay. Um, the producer, Jay Dilla. Uh huh. And. This person has to name the last person has to be someone that's probably not a musician, maybe. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. That's so hard. <laughs> I'm trying to think of non-musicals now. Uh-huh. They don't um, have to be non-musical. This James show, it, Baldwin. James Baldwin. Okay. Why, J- why James Baldwin? Yes, yes, yes. 
because because I want to I always like to have different types of thought around. Yeah. So I can have different perspectives at all times. That's um, cool. It just you know when everybody's agreeing, it gets a little boring after a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just imagining Prince. What did I say? The second person. <laughs> Who's the second person that said? Uh, it was Prince James Baldwin and Jay. Um, I'm forgetting now. See, because I, I have so many, so yeah. I'm like trying to think of who I picked. Well, I, I don't remember now. Who the that's all right. Was, but, but what's so on- many influences? So tell us then what's on the menu. What are you serving at this dinner party? We'll serve gumbo. Definitely something that made me feel good. Like anytime there was gumbo being served, a big crowd uh-huh. of people. You know what I mean? My, yeah. my auntie, my cousins, my sisters. I mean my sisters, my brothers and my my um my my female cousins as well. Gotcha. That's a great one. Well, good, 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 good. Well, so Vandell, tell us what the rest of 2022 holds for you. I definitely plan on releasing a lot more music. Okay. Um, I recorded a live album with the band oh, uh, cool. that's in process of getting mixed and everything now. The Colleagues album, mm-hmm. we're releasing that this year. And I'll probably be releasing another full album as well. Wow. That's a lot of work. That's a whole lot of work. And what about tour dates? How many, you got a lot of dates on the calendar for 2022? Here and there. Yeah. There's some tour dates here and there. Okay. Um, a lot of dates, of course, a lot of dates in Texas. But I'm I'm taking them as they come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good for you, man. Well, it sounds like you are certainly putting out a bunch of music. We can't wait to hear it. We are have been enjoying what you've been giving us so far, man. And we hope that your success continues. And we are look, so excited to have you coming to spend some time with us in Milwaukee. And I know the fans can't wait to see you guys on stage. Thank you. I'm excited as well. All right, man. Well, thank you for taking time to chop it up with us a little bit today. All right, Vandell? No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. I also want to take a moment to thank our original and ongoing sponsor of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, Laffy Leitner and Good, LLC. Laffy Leitner and Good is Milwaukee's premier civil litigation firm with a national reputation for big firm results for its clients. Their relentless commitment to clients in the courtroom is matched only by their authentic and consistent commitment to their Milwaukee home. Thanks, LLG, for supporting Fresh Coast Jazz. And don't forget, um, our 2022 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival is going to take place August 26th through 27th at the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This year's lineup features today's guest, Vandell Andrew, along with Bob James, Najee, Adam Hawley, Alex Bunyon, Gabriella Anders, and more. Get your tickets now by going to FreshCoastJazz.com. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, FreshCoastJazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. 